The Miami Heat have had players in and out of the lineup, but they welcome back Tyler Hero to help start a four-game homestand. The result, a three-point shooting masterclass that led to a dominant 30-point blowout for Miami. We'll break down everything that went well coming up next. You are Locked On Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Hello, Heat Nation. It's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. However, you may be listening on YouTube, Odyssey, or on your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. I'm David Romillo. With me, as always, is my co-host Wes Goldberg coming live from FDX Arena. The Heat were taking on the reeling Indiana Pacers on Tuesday night. This is the last of three regular season meetings between the two teams with a series tied at one apiece. And while Tyler Hero returned to the rotation after missing the last three games due to a thigh contusion, the Heat were still dealing with injuries, missing Jimmy Butler, they have a bio, Caleb Martin, Victor Oladipo, and P.J. Tucker, who was hurt on Sunday versus the Detroit Pistons. A new lineup to start the game as a result, with Max Struess getting his first career start in place of Tucker alongside Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, and Dwayne Dedman. Wes, you brought up a very good point that the lineup would seem to, to me anyway, like it might be one that would struggle defensively. It wasn't necessarily about matching up with Indiana. It was not, right? And I think that was a smart move. This was a move to basically just blow the Pacers off the floor, to shoot them off the court. Uh, that much was evident right away. Five of yeah. the Heat's first three uh, shots were all three-point attempts. Eight of their first ten or nine of their first ten were all three-point attempts. They didn't make. They didn't even attempt their first, their first two-pointer until midway through the first quarter. Um, there was a very concerted effort to space the floor right away and let the Pacers feel it, feel that, hey, we're going to be playing a spaced-out game Miami's going five out all night long. Um, yep. Credit to the Heat. They didn't just jack up shots to Eric Spolster's, uh, you know, uh, to use his term there. Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson even, Gabe Vincent, they got to the basket. They pressured the paint, would kick out. And the Heat yep. generated a lot of good looks against a Pacers yeah. team that has a big front court with Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis. But, you know, I think they rightly, Spo rightly said, there is no replacement for P.J. Tucker on the floor. And he said yeah. this after the game, by the way. He's like, you could have put KZ Akpala out there uh, and tried to go kind of quote-unquote big with KZ in place of Tucker with Deadman still starting at center. But Deadman's been playing well. They trusted him right. to man the middle. They went to a zone early in order yep. to try to fend off the the the, the guy uh, the Pacers from getting to the rim. And yep. I, I think it worked. But this Absolutely also, it worked. Yeah. and But this was a game where I thought, you know, you're going to be able to – right away, I was like, you're going to be able to judge whether or not the Heat won by just looking at the three-point – part of the box score and tonight they went 22 of 49 that's a, a franchise high tied for a franchise high with 22 made threes they shot 45 percent from three-point range tonight david i mean there's another way that this goes right like if you're playing the variance game it is a dangerous game this could have been like a detroit pistons loss where hey you just can't buy a shot but he were at home um they <laughs> a much needed game at home by the way uh yeah. and a lot of guys stepped up yeah, no, absolutely it worked. I think the zone defense created some really great rush shots for the Pacers. They just looked disjointed, even with their mm -hmm. size advantage. They just didn't seem like they were able to get any good looks at the rim, whether it was Sabonis or Turner or anybody who was in at the uh, for the Pacers. They were just they were constantly switching, just pressuring everybody who had the ball. From you know, if they just touched the ball, it would immediately draw two defenders. There was always somebody closing out. 
fantastic defensive effort by not just the starters, but everybody who came in and played for Miami. And as you mentioned, the season high, career high, franchise high, 49 three-point attempts for the Miami Heat. Incredible 45% shooting for three-point range. All of that en route to a 125-96 to blowout victory to help improve their record in 1913. Listen, we'll talk about Tyler Hero's return later on the show because he was just incredible. And Stan Van Gundy, heat lifer Stan Van Gundy, made some interesting points about Hero that we'll debate later on uh, after our player grades. So much went well for the Heat. Look, they won the rebounding battle easily. As we said, they shot extremely well from the floor. 30 assists on 47 main field goals of the night. So yeah. incredible sharing of the ball, just making the right pass. And despite a huge free throw disparity, I didn't even realize this as I was watching the game, the Heat shot just 11 free throw attempts while Indiana went to the line 28 times. So it's not like even the Pacers fans could complain about the officiating. They had the whistle all night because Miami played tough defense, as they always do, and they were able to get some questionable calls their way. Miami wasn't reliant on the free throw line in order to restore the pace or able to kind of balance things out or anything like that. They just... Played their game. They shot the lights yep. out. They spaced the floor. It was a perfect execution of a really good game plan, which we'll talk about later on, too. Well, part of the, a big part of the game plan, a lot of people are going to look at the three-point shooting, and rightly so, yeah. you know, for all the things that we're talking about here and a lot of the numbers that a lot of these players put up. But the other part of this was the zone defense and, yep. more importantly, understanding that when you're on – when you have a size disadvantage and you're shorthanded like this and you're playing all these role players – you got to win the hustle stats too. Oh, yeah. And that was a big part. I mean, to me, look, I don't have the stats in front of me. The hustle stats on NBA.com don't usually upgrade and uh, update until the next morning. But it seems right. like every 50-50 ball the Heat were getting it. They were oh, forcing yeah. bad passes. They were forcing turnovers. They were all over it. You mentioned the fact that they won the rebounding battle 38-31. to 31 in the, or, or I'm sorry, 53-42. to 42. They just blew out the Pacers on the boards. Uh, Nostradamus ended up being right, by the way. Demonte Sabonis <laughs> held under 20 points. He had 12 points. And four rebounds, just completely, just useless in this game. Right in front of his yep. father, of all people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. talk about Tyler Hero's dad was here. Tyler Hero stepped up. Um, look, there's a lot of things that we could take away from this game, and I think so this funny. is one of the signature wins of Miami's season. Right? Absolutely. Uh, the the Pacers are one of the few teams that are not ravaged by injuries and and health and safety protocols. Yeah, they're missing T.J. Warren. Whatever. Like, and they did lose Malcolm Brogdon midway through the game. Early in the game, he suffered he an Achilles injury, and he wound up getting taken out. Did not play at all in the second half. So that's right, certainly an advantage. Minutes, and you're hoping the best for him because he's a good yeah. player. But but Miami um, was blowing I, them out anyway, even with Brogdon right. in the lineup. They just completely took him out of his comfort zone. You said it. This was an ultimate execution, and you got to give credit to Eric Spolstra. Oh, like, yeah. We have to give credit to Spo right now. Uh, a friend of the show, Rohan Nakarni, had a great tweet. It's like, yeah, Eric Spolstra is a consistently great coach, but he's – when you give him a bunch of injuries and a, bu yeah. <laughs> a bunch of role players that he has to maximize, he's really in his bag. And he really was in his bag. And I just don't know how he keeps doing this, David. Look at this. Just read the lineup. Kyle Lowry, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess starting at power forward, basically. Dwayne Dedman. And you're beating a team with two-time all-star DeMontis Sabonis. You know, perennial underrated guy, Miles Turner, Karis yep. LeVert, Malcolm Brogdon for most for some of the game, Justin Holiday, uh, uh, some decent guys off the bench. I just – he had no business winning this game. I just don't know how he does it, Eric Spolster, but he formulates this game plan. He doesn't try to pretend to be anything he is. He just plays with the players that he has and says, you know what? We're going to jack up 53s tonight. And that's what they did, and they did it to great effect. And we just have to really keep reminding people this is the best coach in the NBA. 
And I, I don't think it's a debate. I don't think it's a debate. The, and, and by the way, GMs agree with this statement Absolutely. because they have voted him best coach in the NBA two years in a row now in that annual GM survey. You could poo-poo it, but whatever. It counts for something. Eric Spolster is the best coach in the NBA. I'm, I don't even want to – it's not even a debate to me anymore. It's like LeBron circa 2015, 2014, 2013. It's like, yeah, he's the best player in the league. There's no, there's not even a debate around it. Spoh's the best coach in the league. Yeah, no, listen, I, I think he's he's done such a great job of making ground beef look like filet mignon that we kind of take <laughs> – we kind of just overlook exactly what he does. And we just – you know, we kind of write it off because we're so used to – how incredible he is at exactly what we were talking about earlier. Just taking undrafted players that they can't, couldn't stop raving about what this team does. And yes, all the credit goes to Heat culture and the accountability of the franchise and everything else like that. But Spo's ability to just find the right guy who can step up at one moment, like Struess, like he did today, or Duncan mm-hmm. throughout his career, et cetera, and just be able to play all these guys and you say, you know what? We don't care about Indiana's size. We're creating the mismatches. We're going to do right. things our way. We're going to lead into our strengths. Which is why they're one of the best shooting teams in the NBA. Incredible! Well, <laughs> of, of, I'm sorry. Who go ahead. knew that? No, who yeah. who knew that the Heat had the best three point <laughs> shooting team in the league, just sitting on its bench behind right. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo? I mean, this is this is bananas. I mean, this really is. Max Struess four for twelve. Duncan Robinson six oh. for ten. Tyler Hero five for eight. Casey Akpala two yep. for three from three point range. I, Udonis Haslam made his one three point. <laughs> yes, he did. God bless him. Yeah, a fantastic, fantastic shooting night. Look, some of those shots, I have no idea how they made them. Like, Max was pulling up from, like, 28 feet on Mm -hmm. some shots. And then Duncan would come back the next possession. He would light it up from 29 feet. It was like this back and forth. He started doing this thing where he would just ignore the wide open three and then just sidestep dribble into a contested jumper and then make that one. And I think I tweeted or thought about tweeting during the game. I'm pretty sure Duncan Robinson, his – I think he's doing that on purpose. I'm pretty sure his field goal percentage is better on contested threes that are like 33 feet away from the rim as opposed to wide open threes at this point in the season. Absolutely. It some seems that way. I think he's always been that kind of guy who can yeah. thrive off of contested shots. But, you know, we'll talk a little bit about Duck in the next segment. And we'll also ask the question whether or not Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, whenever they do return, and they were both sitting on the sideline during the game, can they play in this kind of offense? Because it just seems like Miami is able to dominate the games with his pace, with his shooting, et cetera. What can they do if once they incorporate Jimmy and Bam back into the lineup? But before we do that, we'll give you our player grades, and we'll talk a little bit about calm. Do you want to know what makes LeBron James, King James, sleep? That's right. Sleep is in his superpower. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. When it comes to athletes, We tend to focus on physical fitness, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. That's mental fitness. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best, just like King James. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine, so head to calm.com slash LockdownNBA for a limited time. You'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves like rain or leaves and so much more like sleep stories and meditations so you can be ready for any challenges that life throws your way. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron 
and using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash NBA. That's C-A-L-M dot C-O-M slash NBA. Boys and girls, it is time for player grades. Thank you for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, smash that subscribe button. Help us out. Um, all right, let's get some grades here. First one I want to do, uh, David, is Duncan Robinson. 26 yeah. points uh, on 10 for 16 shooting, 6 for 10 from three-point range. You just love to see the box score from him. He gets just an A+. Just a straight A+, uh, for tonight's game. I thought particularly, David, what stood out to me about his game was obviously you like to see the 6-for-10 from three-point range. Yeah, But he took six two-pointers in this game as well. And this has been a trend that we've seen now from Duncan a little bit over the last week or so where he's starting to sprinkle in some of these twos and these layups into his game. And I asked him about that after the game. uh, And he said part of it is just because of the injuries, right, when you don't have guys like Jimmy and Bam forcing the issue, getting into that mid-range, getting pressure into the paint. That it takes everybody to sort of make up for that, including Duncan Robinson. But I think y'all, I, I also asked, is that part of just trying to find a flow, trying to find a rhythm and start getting those three pointers to fall? And he said, yeah, that's also part of it, too. And he's doing it from the mid range. His first shot of the game, I believe it was the first shot of the game, but certainly in the first quarter, early in the game, where he uh, pump faked a three, guy closes out, flies by him. He takes one dribble back into that mid range, deep two on the baseline, and drills it. I'm pretty sure it was his first basket. And then you see the the, the points start coming in. He had uh, a couple of layups in the game where he's just attacking oh. those closeouts. He's all, got all the space in the world. And in these five-out lineups, it's even more space. I want to see Duncan keep doing that because when he has yes. those kinds of games, now he's firing on all cylinders. He's not reliant on the three-pointer. That's what he said after the game. He no longer wants to be reliant on the three. He wants to be a more complete offensive player. He was tonight, David. I will say Indiana's defense was pretty porous. And I had talked to some Pacers media folks, and they were all saying that tonight's win was more about Indiana really sucking and being a disjointed team that just can't seem to connect with one another. I don't necessarily buy that. I think the Pacers do look shaky. I think Miami also looked really good. And I think they also look really opportunistic. There was this one possession in particular where Duncan shot the three-pointer, missed, and Omer Yurtseven grabbed the rebound. He was able to draw a double team and and – Duncan immediately recognized that there was a wide open lane. He just drove the hoop. And just like Shaquille O'Neal passing, you know, th- passing to Derek Fisher or somebody else back in the day, he, he Omer Yurtseven with a behind the back pass to cutting Duncan for a reverse layup. That was a beautiful play. I don't know if what it looked yeah. like live, but the replays just got me all psyched up. Look, a fantastic game from Duncan. I'm glad good he's comp, mixing it by up. By the way, that's a good reference. That was exactly Shaq. That was exactly a Shaq pass. Yep. Yeah. I cannot believe. It's the year 2021, and we're comparing Omer Yurtseven to Shaquille O'Neal, but I think it's pretty fitting. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Let, we'll talk about Omer a little later on because he's just showing more and more we'll improvement. Do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Look, he's showing a lot of nice touch around the rim. At one point, he, he got tangled up with uh, Miles Turner and was able to pull the board. I think they call it jump ball anyway, but still showing the strength, showing the willingness. He's putting up shots. He finished with a couple dunks too, like blocking shots, you know, rotating well for a seven footer, a legit seven footer. 
he's showing a lot of diversity in his game. And I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where he just, he looked tentative, but with every minute he's getting, he's looking more and more like an NBA player. And I think he's going to turn into a really serviceable rotation player. I'm not sure if he's going to be getting significant minutes during the playoffs, but I think he's earned the opportunity to show that he might be there and that hopefully he'll get even more opportunities next season. But anyway, let's move on to the player. Group. No, no, no. I mean, one other point on him, though. We were just asking him to go up stronger to the basket, stop with these little finesse layups and stuff. What did he, do? he posterized DeMontis Sabonis. He murdered DeMontis Sabonis in front of DeMontis Sabonis' father, who was at oh. the arena tonight. That was just mean. It was just mean. Yeah. And that's what he we like to see out. from Omar Yurtsevin. Sent him to Omar Yurtsevin. Oh, wow. Trademark. Seven. Trademark, Trademark. Nostra Dumb West. Trademark. All, All right. right. I want to go uh, on the next one. This one's really easy. Dwayne Dedman. Oh. Same A+. Plus. Didn't even have to redraw it. Um, I <laughs> I am all in on Dwayne Dedman at this point. He gave them 19, played basically 20 minutes tonight. Yeah. All right. Five points, eight rebounds, whatever. Doesn't two assists, blow you two away. Blocks. Yeah. Two assists, two blocks. He's a plus seven. But in a lineup without P.J. Tucker, another front court player, you're basically playing six, seven Max Struess with his six foot ten wingspan as a power forward. Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent, and Kyle Lowry. Your only hope at rim protection was Dwayne to start the game was Dwayne Dedman stepping up, and he did. He stepped up, and he was making particularly in that first half, David, a lot of just subtle movements, subtle plays, just to cut off driving lanes. Uh, he was defending multiple guys in, in in single possessions. I just thought he was. It was probably his best defensive performance of the season, and there's been many of them, right? Like he has been really, really solid. Not just when, uh, not just now when Bam Adebayo is hurt, but when you know as Bam's primary backup as well. He's just given him so many good minutes. I thought tonight was just a perfect example of the kind of game he can have, the kind of impact he can have, while everybody else is filling up the box score. He's just doing what's needed. I loved his physicality. I loved just how smart he played. He was that veteran presence when the Heat didn't really have a lot outside of Kyle Lowry. A-plus for Dwayne Dedman. Here's another comp, and I don't think it's exactly an even one, but it kind of reminds me of the evolution that we've seen over the last few years of Brooke Lopez in Milwaukee, where he's turned into this really intelligent defensive player, where he's always tagging somebody as they're stepping into the paint, where he's always got hands, where he's just nudging them a little bit out of their comfort zone. The reason why Sabonis went 4 of 11 wasn't because Dedman was blocking all of his shots, but he just pushed him a little bit, made him uncomfortable. If he just held his own just long enough for a player like Gabe or Lowry or somebody else to kind of hassle him, you know, to just mess around lower around his knees somewhere there, and he just wasn't able to get into a comfortable shot, Dedman made those things happen. And I really mm -hmm. like his ability to turn into a good defensive player. That wasn't there last year. For all though, though everybody loves the the, the woman-like effort that he puts in and the fact that he's able to, the uh, yeoman effort, I'm sorry, that he was able to put in and, and how he works hard and all this stuff, that's great. But he was still not great defensively. He's turned into a really solid defensive player this year. So anyway, let's move yeah. on. Yeah, no, no, I mean, uh, the, the other big thing from his stat line, zero personal fouls, which has been sort of one of those things that gets Dwayne Dedman in trouble. He was just totally in control. A big reason why DeMontis Sabonis had 12, just 12 points on four for 11 shooting. And a big reason why Miles Turner was just nine points on, uh, on the night in 20 in almost 22 minutes. Well, we'll talk a little bit about Tyler Hero's return to the lineup because he was phenomenal on fire, catching the vibes despite the uh, the terrible post-game outfit that he was wearing in the post-game media conference. Like that. I like that. 
did you really the candy what was it the, the cotton candy i looked at he had on his jacket okay uh maybe anyway you know what's got you covered better than that jacket is bet online for this holiday season they've got more props odds and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football players bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive that bonus from basketball, of course, football, NHL, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. And don't forget to use that promo code locked on. And you know what else you shouldn't forget? It's that it's the holiday season, and every once in a while you want to indulge in a delicious treat. Well, there are plenty of holiday desserts out there that you can choose from, but sometimes you want something different. Sometimes you want a little snack without the sugar, calories, carbs, and fat, and yet you want to get a big dose of protein. Well, you know what? Just reach for Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar you've ever had. Believe me, you'll love them. All soft and easy to chew, 100% covered in chocolate. It's the perfect holiday treat to give you the energy that you need. So many delicious flavors to choose from. You can build a mixed box of all of your favorites and just give them out to as presents. You'll be the hit of every Christmas party you go to. If you want a snack in between parties and you don't want to get a full meal, Built Bar is the way to go. If you want a little extra fuel for some of that last-minute Christmas shopping, again, Built Bar is the perfect solution. You can dip them in a cup of hot cocoa. You can leave them out for Santa Claus on Christmas Eve. So many different options for you and Built Bar is the best one to fill them all. And right now, if you go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 50% off your order. Who doesn't want that? That's 50% off at Built.com if you use the promo code LOCK15. Just a reminder that you can always reach us via email at LockedOnHeat at gmail.com or be on Twitter using the hashtag AskAllHeat. We always want your feedback. We always want to hear from you, your, our fans. So many of you have been so supportive of us uh, throughout this year. And as we're wrapping up the season, the year, excuse me, with even greater content, we want to continue to hear from you. So please continue to do that. And of course, as always, subscribe to our shows on uh, YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. But today, let's launch into... The discussion about Tyler here. We'll talk a little bit about Jimmy and Bam trying to come back into the lineup and how they may or may not fit into this. But Tyler is the big story of the game because he came back into action tonight after missing the last three games, and he was just incredible. Coming off the bench, which I think surprised a lot of people. A lot of people were hoping or expecting maybe that he'd be in the starting lineup. But again, Spo finding the right recipe there, and it worked for Hero. 8 of 17 from the floor, looking as cocky and smooth as ever. 5 of 8 from three-point range, 26 points, 5 assists, a rebound, plus 31 highest on the heat as far as that net rating is concerned. Great night for him. What did you think of Tyler's performance tonight, Wes? Yeah, and it should be after missing three games with that quad injury, too. So he looked a little fresh, I thought, uh, yep. having you know missed some time there. And he, he kind of said it after the game that, you know, missing that time, his legs were a little bit fresher, which is weird considering that he was dealing with a quad injury, but whatever. Um, they needed him, right? And yep. I just, I don't know what else to say about Tyler Hero at this point. Um, the point, he's able to put up these performances and make some of these shots where you just say, wow. And there was a moment in the, in the second half where he makes back-to-back threes, and I have oh not God. heard FTX Arena ever louder than it was in the, since really the Big Three era. I haven't heard it louder recently. I don't know if it's just because fans weren't there for an entire year and I'm just not used to it. 
but they love Tyler Hero, and there's something about oh. it when he's got Every the ball time. in his hands. There is an anticipation, David. From yeah, I've talked about crowd. this for years. They they hold their breath like nothing else. I have said this consistently it, since Tyler's rookie season. It is unbelievable. I've never heard it. Not Dwayne, not Jimmy, not Bam, not anybody. Tyler has the ball. He steps right, does a little behind the back dribble, and all of a sudden there's this building hum. Oh, and then there's a shot release, and everybody explodes when he hits it. It's incredible. They love Tyler Hero like no other player. I've seen something like it only once before, David. Steph Curry? Steph Curry. Steph Curry at Oracle or at Chase Center is the right. only thing I compare it to. To be clear, I am not comparing Tyler Hero to Steph Curry. Yes, you are. I am you only into, I am only Tyler Hero is Steph Curry. That's the future <laughs> Hall of Famer right there. I am only comparing that feeling, that star power, that anticipation that your home crowd gets when he has, and that is so important. And Barry Jackson from the Miami Herald had a uh, had a quote that was going making the rounds on social media this week, saying Tyler Hero saying that I want he wants to be a starter. Newsflash, that's not a newsflash, okay? Of course, Tyler Hero wants to be a starter. I'm sick of having this conversation. But this this game did show you why eventually that's going to have to happen, right? Eventually, you want Tyler Hero getting introduced in the beginning of the game with the starters. Eventually, you want him. But that's a you and I have talked about this. That's a problem for the future Heat. Right now, this is exactly what they need from him. They They need him coming off the bench. Without him coming off the bench, I don't know how that bench unit survives, even with KZ and Omer and all these guys playing as well as they have, they yeah. need Tyler Hero to be that creator. But he is a shot. And by the way, he's closing games in close games too. And that is what is most important. He's playing starters minutes um, in games, you know, that aren't over in the fourth quarter. Um, he's, he's electric. There's something about his game that is so also indefensible as far as opponents where he's just, He's completely in his bag. He worked over the offseason to pre- to create more moves, to do all these things, and he's got all of it. He's got the step back. He's got the sidestep. He's got the mid-range. He's getting to the rim. He's hitting the baseline jumpers. He's just he's he's just I don't know what else to say any other than like this dude I'm has glad, legit I'm... all-star potential just like Stan Van Gundy was talking about. This guy is going to win 6th man of the year. It's done. Okay? Well, that was Turn Stan's the ballot point. in. What yeah, else can was, he win? That's the question we should ha- be having. Well, well, Stan made the point. He said he was an absolute lock for six man, which it might be a little too early for that right Not now. I'd early. say he's it's clearly over. the forerunner. I as long as he's, he's healthy, it's over. All right. Over. Maybe you're right. But he also said that he's got a strong case for most improved player. They asked yes. him about it after the game. He said he'd consider – he says he was most interested, at least by his answer. Maybe it was just the post-game vibes. He didn't really think all that clearly. He said the sixth man of the year is definitely something he'd want to win, being able to power the team off the bench, et cetera. But then Stan also said that he's got a good case as an all-star. And I – look – between all the injuries to players, uh, the fact that players like Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan have missed time for injuries and or COVID, uh, the fact that there's other players that have missed a significant amount of time, Tyler may have a pretty good case. Like the three-game absence there, that's pretty much all that he's missed as far as the season is concerned so far. Hopefully that will continue to be the case. I hope I didn't jinx anything there. But as far as Tyler becoming an all-star, I, look, the fans are going to vote him in. As popular as he might be at the FTX Arena or the AAA, I just don't think that fans around the country still think that way about Tyler. I don't think he's going to get the player vote yet because he's still so young. But the fact that he's even in conversation, that he's even being talked about on national television, that's a huge improvement, a yeah. huge sign for the kind of growth that he's shown. I am glad the 25% chance of Tyler sticking on this roster has turned out to be 
uh, the case because he has become an incredible player, a much-needed boost for Miami offensively. He does so much for this team. We were missing that boost over the last couple of days. And though mm-hmm. Miami was able to go 2-1 and one without Tyler, he just comes in there and provides – look, starting line just feels phenomenal. Different. Electric, yeah. But then he comes yeah. in there, and as you're reeling from that first starting punch, he comes in there with another you know one-two combo and just knocks your ass out. It was unbelievable. I like th- – that's an excellent metaphor, that boxing metaphor, where that, that – the whole idea, right, is that the starting group, the usual starting group, like other than like the best three-point shooting team in the league starting group – can yeah. sort of get you going, and then uh, Hero could come in midway through the first and be like, you know what, we're not done yet. Here's that next wave. It's um, like football, right? Don't you set up? Don't you set up the you set up the passing game with the run? Exactly. you're at, David. You know you had it at the boxing metaphor. We don't have to go into football too. <laughs> just, but you're right. You're right. Um, no, I as far as his All Star, the Can merits see. of him making the All Star game. Uh, I don't think it's out of the question. I actually asked Tyler about this uh, last week. I think it was last Saturday. Um, and I asked him, do you, do you think all-star is realistic? Do you think that's a goal that you could actually set out for yourself this year and achieve? And he said, yes, he mm-hmm. thinks that it's possible. Now, of course he's going to say that, but it's when I asked him, it, it wasn't like it was the first he's thought of it either. You can kind of, as a reporter, you got to read these things too. And I, I think that is, it's something he wants sooner rather than later. I'm with. I'm with. It probably doesn't happen this year. I actually think there is a portion of uh, of NBA fans and just people who tend to vote on this stuff, uh, who would vote for Tyler Hero just because he was in a Jack Harlow song. I think there's like a generation <laughs> sort of below us that just yeah. knows Tyler Hero. It's sort of like that Trey Young generation too. Like they vote for Trey Young. I think Tyler Hero kind of captures that generation too, and certainly a certain portion of the population, if you know what I mean. But it, I, I do. Th- Think that this is a realistic thing for him to do again? Maybe not this year. Celtics but you fans raise a are good already point. voting. Celtics fans are already voting for Peyton Pritchard in the All Star game, so they're not going to vote for Tyler too. Maybe they would. I don't know. Maybe they just. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, I, I I I think it's a realistic goal. I don't know about this year, but I think and don't you oh. usually have to kind of make it? You know, kind of earn it one year, even though you don't make yeah. it in order to make it the next year. I think that yeah. that could be what's in play here for Tyler. I, I like I've been saying it for years. I think uh, a lot of people, his trainer has told me before that he's got multiple All Star appearances in his bag. You know, it was just as yeah. weird. Last season was so difficult because again, no time for him to work on his game to be able to do the things that we're starting to see that he did last offseason that have paid off dividends this year. Everybody was willing to trade him uh, for James Harden. I think that kind of hung over his performance. There wasn't anything Tyler could do right because he just he wasn't James Harden or he wasn't Bradley Beal. And Miami had accelerated their timetable after going all the way on this deep run in the Orlando bubble that all of a sudden people thought, okay, maybe we're just one superstar away. Of course, this was before they had acquired Kyle Lowry. Nobody was sure what was going to happen with Duncan, but they were willing to trade both Duncan and Hero for whatever superstar was available. And I think that was held against them. Now he's in year three. He's still 21 years old. So much time, so much potential. He's already accomplished so much, and he's only going to continue to get better. And we're starting to see right. him take that leap in year three. He's just been a well, phenomenal yeah, that leap. I mean, we're not over, we're not just reacting to this one game and Stan Van Gundy's oh, no. comments on the TNT broadcast, but those are the sort of he's been doing this all year. He's taken the leap. It's done. Like this is Tyler Hero. This is the ver- yeah. this is Tyler Hero. He is on track to all multiple All Star games. But yep. comments from Stan Van Gundy on a national broadcast is sort of what gets the conversation. Certainly help. Yeah. Look, we'll talk about – we'll 
shelve that conversation about Jimmy and Bam and how they fit this offense for an upcoming episode. Not sure if we can get to it to tomorrow's episode, although that's the goal. But thank you, as always, for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Remember that every episode is always free and available wherever you get the show. So make sure you subscribe to get the best coverage available. Make sure you also check out Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. This is David Ramil signing off for now. Thanks for joining me, Wes. Wrap it up, B.